Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, this is NFL legend, two-time Super Bowl champion Gary Clark. You know what you gotta tune into, right? You know what podcast is off the chain. I'm Josh Taylor, host of the Burgundy Network podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. So if you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you need to go to start winning today. Regardless of what sport you bet, my specialty being football, bet online is the place to go. And as y'all know, sports season, especially football season, is really kicking up with preseason starting this Thursday as Washington takes on New England. So, guys, before kickoff, head over to bet online and start today, and you get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It doesn't get any better than that. Corey's got all the money over there, so he don't need a welcome bonus with 50%. Because he's got Phil Knight on payroll. He's got nice oh, DVDs. Oh, <laughs> he can pick whoever he wants. But, guys, like I said, joining me today is Corey. We had Parker on here, but his internet's been acted up, so we're going to get him on another uh, podcast. I live out in the sticks. Corey lives out in the sticks, so Parker must be out in the deep end of the woods. I thought Louisa was bad, if anyone out there knows who that is, <laughs> near Shotsville. But, Corey, good to have you on, sir. Let the fans know who you are and what you represent. Hey, Josh, appreciate you, brother. I, I'm Corey from On the Warpath, Sanchez405 on Twitter, and uh, just talk Washington football, man, through live streams and uh, everything. It, it's uh, – Hey, man, I'm a junkie for this team like you are, dude. I got to get my fix every day throughout the season. You know, get your little scratch on. But, hey, it's good to be on here. I'm learning something from you today on how to acquire these sponsors because I know you you got that – you rolling that paper out with them season tickets and everything. So I know – That had nothing to do with the podcast. That was a promotion at work. I, look, guys, I call Corey uh, the voice of the franchise. Corey Sanchez over there. And I mean, even Jason said his voice is angelic. So that's why I had to get him on because it blocks out my nasally voice. But let's see. We got the comments popping. Look at Rio said, we back. Yes, we are. Yes, sir. Of course, James coming with the Bulls emojis. It never fails. We got Chuck hanging in. Y'all both <laughs> TV show series. Me, me, Corey, and Parker live in like the, uh, the country little yeah. parts we see in like the horror movies like jason Voorhees. we're out there where he lives he's probably my neighbor and i don't even know it but guys as y'all most of y'all seen on twitter me and Corey and a ton of others uh had the chance to go to friday night football so we're going to talk about some interactions we had there what practice really looked like and then talk about the preseason game coming up like a chadwick stopping by what's up guys chadwick appreciate you coming in man we got the comments booming right now of course the uh wolves fans uh Always got their howling going. It was good to see them, too. Like, speaking of Friday Night Football, there was a couple of Wolves fans that came out, especially James and his crew. Um, but, Corey, we talked about how it just felt going back into FedEx Field for the first time in forever. You said for you it was 2019. I think for me it was 2019, too. And it felt sort of like I pulled up. I was like, oh, yeah, this is that crappy parking lot I remember. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> Nothing's changed. I used to run that 5K, and I swear I almost sprayed my ankle one time uh, going up the hill <laughs> in that parking lot. But I finished, and that's all that mattered. But, Corey, what was it like for you just walking into FedEx for the first time in what seems like forever? 
and just seeing the new layout, the new seats. I mean, everything looked cleaner, refreshed. It's like Jason Wright just poured a bucket of paint over the whole stadium. What was that like just walking back in for the first time in forever? Dude, it was amazing. Um, I, I, I really couldn't believe it. I, I said, oh, look, I said, there's FedEx Field. And it, it just when you walk there, it was just a bribe. It was just something in the air, in the atmosphere. It was electric, um, you know, from top to bottom. Just uh, you could you could feel a vibe. I, I, I said it, it was kind of like a midnight madness feel at, at a, a college for basketball. And everything, but uh, no, it was great. I, I just um, it, it was night and day from the last time I was there. Uh, you know, of course, we're going through the transition with the name and everything. And uh, but it is we're on the right track, man. And this was one of the culminating activities of that. If you thought Richmond was fun and I know like Rio, he, he probably still counting no. money for what he got for what he Rio's was doing. Probably still in yeah, Richmond. yeah. Yeah. Rio, Rio Richmond over there or Richmond Rio, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, we want to thank Jason Wright, Mr. Robinson as well for, for all they have done for us in this, uh, yes. getting us back to FedEx field. So, you Joey know, Joey Colby Begovich <laughs> yes. is a magician with every, Everything he touches, everything I've seen that man do so far has been nothing short. Uh, look at Rio chiming at Richmond Rio's. <laughs> look, Brian Hall, shout out to Brian Hall. That guy is crazy. And he was telling me some stuff about y'all hanging out in uh, Rio. That that uh, Richmond Rio had to be retired because they know coming back from that. <laughs> Rio had a good time. He was the MVP of training camp. Yeah, he was. But I tell you what, going into FedEx, you know, we were walking around the top club levels. And it was, it was strange because you see all these familiar faces coming back. And you talk about the change of culture and everyone coming back. We got Doug Williams walking around. Chris Baker was walking around. Love seeing him. Fred Davis. I mean, everybody was up there. You know, JP and uh, Mitchell was up there just talking to everybody, walking around, mm-hmm. taking pictures. And what was it like? Like, I know I talked to uh, Chris Baker for a little bit. Who else mm-hmm. did you see up there that really stood out to you? Yeah. Um, uh, Doug, like I said, Doug Williams, I remember I looked at uh, my fiance Anna, and I was like, Anna, I said, that's, excuse my friend, I said, that's Doug effing Williams right there. And, I didn't, <laughs> I was just like, and she's like, really? Really? I was like, yes, yes, that's Doug Williams. So I'm going to, and Doug, just being regular old people, he was just eating there. He was one of the home folks that my granddad used to go. He was sitting there eating their food and everything. And he, I said, can I get a picture of you? He's like, yeah, man, yeah. What's that? And he went back. To, it was cool to see Doug. Uh, you know, we saw some of the people from the media there as well. We saw, um, we photobombed John Kime uh, indirectly when we got there yeah. in the stadium. And then, uh, you know, uh, Pete Pete Methurst, Chris Russell came down there, actually chit-chatted with us for a while. Um, but, you know, Seabake, Fred Davis, those guys, to see those guys that come in their fan, like a fan favorite, like Chris Baker yep. and, um, you know, Fred Davis, who was part of the Jim Zorn era, to come back there. And it's probably one of the best best draft picks of the Jim Zorn era at that point anyway. The only but, good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it was good to see these cats there and, yeah. you know, that they're on board. And Mrs. Snyder. I saw Mrs. Snyder, dude, walking around. I was like, I saw her there and I was like, I'm like, Mrs. Snyder, like me, I, I'm a 30 year old man. I was like, Mrs. Snyder, can I take a picture with you, please? And you I like schoolboy look. Yeah, so I, funny. Did. I, had to, I had to cover up the beer can. It looked like a son. I was just like, well, but it was good though, man. It was great to see everybody oh, there and everybody willing to be so welcoming uh, from the organization. So it, it was awesome, dude. 
The food was amazing. Rio yes. saw my dog eating that catfish. That catfish was dangerous. Like if, if I go to every home game this season and eat that, I'm a, I'm gonna start gaining weight again. Uh, <laughs> that is a free beer that they were giving out up top secretly. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but uh, it was just a good time. We had good food. The only thing I didn't get to try was that Sunday everybody was talking about. I was kind of mad. And I don't know where I was at when that happened. I was just kind of walking around looking at all the players that used to play here. Um, but then finally, like we go down to the stadium. I just remember walking out to the field for the first time. And I was like. Man, I like it. Literally looked like Jason Wright just took a bucket of paint and just dumped it all over FedEx. That like that terrible like green, purple, orange color up top. I don't know what all that was before, but it's like a fresh that burgundy and gold look to it. It just mm-hmm. looks so clean. The field. This is the best I've ever seen the field, and we had people talking about it. You know, the local media is bragging about it all the time. That field looked amazing. So we get down to our seats. You know, we're hanging out. And the players come out. They're stretching everything. And then who's the duo that always comes out together? It seems like they're inseparable. Yes, yes, indeed. The 90 squad right there. <laughs> All right, the our bookends. Our yes. bookends. Double nine and nine oh man. I, I mean, sweating and young. They were out there and they got the loudest, loudest applause, bro. Oh, yeah, it went nuts. Like all the players were already on the field, and then those two just walked out together and everyone went nuts and chasing them, knew it. They just like lifted their hands up and was like dabbing up all the uh, fans. But it just felt so good. It really had such a game day atmosphere to it, even though it was literally just a practice with like 20,000 fans. That's just a, a sample of what the season's really going to look like. And then we start practicing. You know, I was like, all right, we don't want to see nobody hit each other too hard. Now like, we want to see some exciting stuff. And I tell you, like, I actually got a lot of stuff from this practice. And I shared some tweets and some of them kind of went off. One thing that really stood out to me was Deami Brown might be the next Tory in the third round. I mean, uh, Terry McLaurin in the third round. That's crazy to say. That might be really bold, but Deami Brown, to me, looks like a natural already. I said he looks like a four-year vet ready to get his new contract already. I, I don't know what to expect out of him. Like, I know we got Curtis Samuel, and Rio said, hey, Curtis, you better get healthy because Deami Brown over here going off, and then sure enough, Curtis Samuels on the practice field today trying to get back out there a little early. What did you really see from Deami Brown right away that stood out to you? Outside of them undercover, uh, brother, pork chop sideburns, bro. I, um, I, I, this guy, bona fide number two. He is the bona fide number two. He, Look, he looks call it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yep. And Rio did say it there too, but he is, um, this guy, this kid's gonna be a baller, man. He's only 21. What so, um, uh, he, I mean, speed for days, anybody, he was cooking. Like I, I thought he was on the club level because he was cooking food <laughs> all day. He was cooking all day. He like, was serving uh, up those wings. <laughs> he was like, I mean, didn't it, what he burned Kendall, right? He's like, Kendall, just gone back. Everybody. Just, just, just gone back in the uh, slot. We, I, I, I don't <laughs> have time for you. And then, uh, you know, he, he got, he, he, you know, him and uh, St. Juice, I think they really, got the best of each other at a couple mm-hmm. of times too. So that that's a matchup that's been intriguing, man. But Diami, uh oh my gosh, chef kiss, bro. Chef kiss to uh to Diami. And that I he could be the steal of the draft. I I've been saying that I think he's the steal of the whole draft. Everyone's saying he might be the best looking offensive rookie in the NFC East. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to open it up. Mm-hmm. He might be the best looking rookie on offense in the entire NFL. I don't see a guy, I mean outside of the quarterbacks who are obviously going to do what they're going to do. They're going to make some mistakes too, but man, this guy can straight up ball. I didn't see him drop one catch. I was like, oh man, Diamond should have had that. I was like, all right, cool. Like he just completely in, wasn't just deep, which everyone thinks he's just a deep threat guy. 
Heck no, he was getting separation off the line. I, I did this one tweet where he does a little stutter step, single move to the outside on the same juice, and just strolled on past him like they're in the park together holding hands. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see this guy just destroy it. And it, and it really makes you happy because we haven't had these kind of wide receivers since like, what, 2012? Mm-mm. This kind of wide receiver core. Mm-mm. So finally, guys, breaking news, our offense is not boring anymore. Like this is a new era. Right here, John Wood right here. What's up, man? Start McLaurin, Brian Samuel, throw Humphreys in the slot, and, and Thomas at tight end. I'm just saying, that's found me. Empty backfield even. Put everybody on the yeah. Just tell him to go. Fitzpatrick would like it, too. He would just throw that rock like a Hail Mary. Somebody's going to catch it. Um, so we talked about St. Juice, too. It was funny to me. I remember being at the draft in Cleveland this year. So many people like, who is this guy? Why are we drafting another corner? What the heck is Ron doing? And I was like, guys. I saw this dude in uh, Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. This guy is no joke. Like, he's a big dude. He's like 6'3". I think he's like right at 200, maybe 205. He could probably get a little bit muscular. But anyways, he's a big physical corner. And I said, this guy's going to turn into a fan favorite, not just because his personality is amazing. Our little Frenchman, you'd be streaming uh, <laughs> Call of Duty all the time with fans and stuff like that. This dude's a baller. And him and Dami have been so fun to watch. And it seems like after practice, one tweet I put out was, it looks like Kendall could go back to the slot. And it's going to be St. Juice and uh, WJ3 on the outside. How do you feel about that? And do you think that's what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what I did during the draft was I uh, every time we drafted a player, I, I'd go read their profile, look at a couple of tape, a little bit of tape on them. And I think the biggest knock on St. Juice was, his injury history, which was when a lot of people don't might not know this, but he was at Michigan for a little mm-hmm. bit. And Michigan was pretty much like, oh, yeah, he's not going to play ball again. And he said, whoa, 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 hold on, fam. I, I am playing football. Needham went to Minnesota and made a name for him there. Um, you know, I, I think they were like drawing comparisons to Peanut Tillman on him. That's what uh, Ron yeah, said. Yeah. yeah, that's what Ron was saying. He said, you can be that guy. If you want to be him, you just going to have to work at it. And I said, you, you mean we're going to have Peanut Tillman? I said, he's going to punch balls out of these wide receiver fans <laughs> and everything. But uh, no, man, I liked what I saw from it, what I read about him. Um, and I, I think he's going to look, he is going to be good. He is a We've got these big receivers. We got off injured Galladay that we got to play this year twice. Yep. Uh, we've got um, you know homeboy from um, from your your uh, your school uh, Alabama, right? We, we got Mark we got Cooper. to see him. Yeah, we got to see uh, CD and all all these other guys. So somebody who can be physical with these cats and the way the dude is so cerebral. If you didn't watch his press conference, he was like, "Yeah, it's fun to go deal with these smaller guys because how you have to adjust to them." I don't hear corners talk like that. And it might be the Canadian in him where it's such a, a cerebral approach to it. But I'm like, dude, I like I like what St. Juice is all about. And uh, the dude's got good head on his shoulder. And anytime you can stand over Terry McLaurin and Terry and he, I have a problem with it, you, yeah. hey, you got some stones, bro. He made Terry mad the first few days at training camp. He's like, who are you and why are you stepping yeah. on my block? And uh, they went at it for a little bit. Of course, Terry always comes out and wins because he's Terry McLaurin. Mm -hmm. Um, But St. Juice is making a name for himself. Do not be surprised if this man rolls out very first play week one against the Chargers and he's starting on the outside. Yeah. And people are like, what? What about – we got – they got Keenan Allen. They got who? Mike Williams. I'm just saying, he's been going against Terry McLaurin in practice all day. I think he's going to be ready. Keenan Allen's one of the best route runners 
in the game. Beautiful wide receiver. He needs his roses, by the way. I don't think he gets enough credits. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. But outside of Diami and St. Juice, who was the one player that really maybe surprised you at Friday night practice where you're like, all right, I see you. Like, we got a live audience tonight, and you showed up, and you're really starting to make a name for yourself. Oh, um, oh gosh, what is uh, my boy, my boy Bates. I, I'm big on John Bates, and John Bates was he, he's big he, too. Yeah, and you heard him popping, <laughs> you heard him popping them pads on some of them yeah. dudes too. And they were like, they were like, we can't get John down. We saw it just the way he's physical. He puts his head down. Um, I think that you know, as putrid as our tight ends were last year, I think we had our backup tight ends amassed three receptions for 18 total yards behind Logan yeah. Thomas. Logan, that's not sustainable for Logan Thomas because people are going to take him out of the equation. John Bates is going to be need to, going to be the dude to step up there, and you know we saw a little bit of good uh, momentum out of uh, Ricky Seals Jones. And yeah, he has some good plays. I hey, say he's still three. He, he's yeah, probably three. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, that's what I'm saying. Bates is two, and then the fact that the knock on Ryan Fitzpatrick was that he doesn't find his tight ends. I, I I'd be I'd be easy. I, we might have to go back on that statement too, uh, because he he's been finding his tight ends in uh, uh, early on in training camp. He loves he loves Logan Thomas. They always mm-hmm. have a crazy. It seems like at the end of every practice, like oh uh, Logan Thomas made a crazy one handed catch in the back end zone and practice again. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy here, Tory McTire, the media has been talking about him a ton. Like JP was like, I know this sounds crazy, but like this guy's fighting for a roster spot. And there was, like, a whole drive. He made, like, three straight plays where he was breaking up passes, popping the ball out after the catch. Who was it? Cam Sims, I think, caught – or it was either Cam Sims or Ricky Seals. No, it was Ricky Seals Jones caught a pass on the left sideline. He started going up. Everyone's like, oh, nice catch. Like, we mm-hmm. thought he was to go out of bounds. And Torrey comes up, pops yep. the ball out late. And I was like, my gosh, this dude is everywhere. I don't know if he'll make the team, but he's got, like, a guaranteed practice squad, like, spot. No doubt about it. Uh, easy money here. Could y'all see us having three safeties on the field a ton? I won't say a ton. Um, one thing I noticed was first team defense. They rolled out uh, Cam Curl and Landon Collins to start out. I don't know if that's how they're going to roll. That's one thing I'm going to talk about here in a second. Um, the second half of the podcast talking about preseason. But I think there'll be more of like two safeties and then maybe a guy like Khalid Hudson really doing that Buffalo role. Um, or Vipers, what they called it at Michigan, to where he's a coverage guy who's going to help out with two linebackers on the field, and then he kind of does that um, Buffalo spot. What do you think, Corey? Do you think we'll play a, a ton of three safeties? Or I don't, I, I don't think so. Just because um, may, you might see it in a run, uh, maybe early on, like a first down every once in a while, but um, I don't think you're going to see it that much. Like you said, we saw them deploy Cam and Landon. We saw them deploy uh, Bobby and landing as well uh i think on our first day out there in richmond too that that's when they had deployed that opening up so i don't think we'll see a lot of it i think you'll see more corners out there than you would the safeties any day of the week i will say i don't think Everett makes a spot and if he doesn't i'm crediting lake lewis because he told me that about three weeks ago he's like mm-hmm. don't be surprised if the uh, surprise vet cut this year is to shazer everett and to me it kind of makes sense with the injuries i know he's a special teams captain I don't know how much weight that really holds. I could care less. To be honest with you, like no offense to the dude, but if he's always hurt, why is he going to take a roster spot? Exactly. Uh, Reeves, I think he's going to make the squad as a free safety. Um, you have a lot of guys that can play a lot of different places. To me, like McCain, Reeves in the free safety spot, totally fine with that. We're going to do a lot of different formations and a lot of shifting. That's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Like 
our defense is already outstanding to watch, but you're going to be looking more in that back half, not just the front forward this year. You're going to be watching the secondary and how they're moving around with the linebackers and stuff too. So I think that's going to be fun to watch. At practice, obviously everyone went nuts when Taylor Heineke took the field. And it seems like every time I've been noticing something, every time I tweet out a good Taylor Heineke video, it gets like 5K views. Everyone's retweeting it and stuff. And then I put up that one video. He got intercepted by Bostic, and it's like they didn't see it. Do you think the gap between Fitz and Taylor Heineke is there, or do you think that Fitzpatrick kind of solidified himself by now to be the clear-cut QB1? I think Fitz has um, solidified himself. I, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because if you're watching closely, there, there are stark – differences and, and you know we kind of even talked about it when we were sitting there uh about like kind of you know sometimes taylor holds on to the ball um you know is his eyes always looking downfield and always seems like uh you know in one thing about fitzpatrick is he will he will make a he will try to make a play when it's not there uh that sometimes that can be to his detriment but i do think there is you you can't replace 16 years of experience with three games of experience. You know, you yep. know what I'm saying? And and even for and y'all know, I, I've been critical of Fitzpatrick. I've been critical since day one, but um, you can't replace that knowledge and that experience. He's got more experience in his pinky than um, Taylor does in his whole body. That's just, I mean, let's be, if we being for real now, I say that about all the rookie quarterbacks, like you yeah. can't replace, you can't just make up reps. You either have it, you've gone through the motions or you haven't like, you can't just make experience. Like, I can't just go to work and be like, oh, yeah, I've been here like 30 years. Like, nah, be, I've been no. here for like three years. I can't just act like right. I'm like the head guy who's been like this vet for so long. So I think Heineke has looked great, and there's nothing wrong with that. It is good to have a, a reliable backup like that, and it's exciting. So before we get into the preseason, I'm going to talk about Taylor Heineke and how he's going to be the star of the show. After – practice speaking of the show we were blessed by joey once again who is always Mm -hmm. just sprinkling his magic on the team and the organization something i've never seen before in fedex field and i just want to get your thoughts on it real quick i tweeted out the video a lot of people have seen it surge probably got one of the best pictures i've ever seen in my life with that w how was that laser show to you and how hyped did that get you even after practice when there's nothing else going on? Well, you know, the funny thing about it was they had uh, the fog machines going on for like, what was it about like 20, 30 minutes down there? Yeah. I was and like, we were, somebody don't get the loadout. Right. In the war zone. <laughs> I said, I'm like, what's going on? I said, I felt like I was at the old frat house or something. And then the lights go off and I'm like, Oh, 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 like it was amazing, man. It was hype. The music. I mean, you heard Chuck Brown in the background. So, you know, DC's finest right there. Uh, dude, that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was probably a uh, like I said, it was like midnight madness, man. It was awesome. I'm like, okay, okay, now I said, I gotta be back. I gotta be back. You know, get the fog machine, get the fireworks out. And I said, now we know why people weren't sitting on the top deck neck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what nobody catch on fire. So that it took was everybody nice. off the field because they had my lasers going through. Yeah. Um, but that that flaming W, Joey said they're gonna do it after every single touchdown. There's gonna be fireworks, there's gonna be pyrotechnics going off. Rio out of pocket once again. He said he was waiting for the laser hologram wolf for a <laughs> 
Nah, Keith I... said there's gonna be a giant, something about a giant shield coming. That's what Keith was talking about. So we'll see uh, which one happens for that. But like I said, the first game coming up this Thursday. It's so weird to say it's game week. Like, it doesn't even feel real. Like, we've waited so long. Like, all right, nah, you're just kidding. But, no, like, it is seriously officially game week, and we take on New England on Thursday night on NFL Network. I don't know if you saw Ron's press conference today, but they asked him, like, hey, who all's playing? He said, I'm playing my guys. And I wrote this down. I'll make sure I got this word for word. He said, Bill Belichick, don't want the smoke. We slapping everybody. That's <laughs> Did, did, what, you cite, did you cite that? I, I, I need to see the citation. That. <laughs> like, that's what Ron said. Ron said, I got the dogs. He said, who let the dogs out? He said, me. <laughs> I ain't no, with you, but Ron did throw shade at old JC Garrett because they said, hey, uh, hey, Ron, thanks. Like, it was a pleasure to talk to you, whatever. And he turned back and he's like, it's coach. And he like winked at the media and then walked off smiling. That little nut, that little shade to Jason Garrett. Once again, I loved it. Oh, it? Mac Jones going out of the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to say that I would hate to see Mac Jones carving up after you, but to be honest with you, you know, I no. would love you it. Know. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Life, oh, death, yeah. taxes. Uh, after getting carved up, <laughs> oh, he was getting cooked Friday. Woo! They almost put him on the grill. <laughs> oh, but man. I want to talk about some things to watch for this preseason, and there's actually a ton. Like to me, I'm actually hype about the preseason games. I didn't care about the Hall of Fame game because it's the two teams I hate the most in the NFL. But man, we've got some storylines to watch, and the first one I want to talk about is which wide receiver is going to step up. That's what I'm looking for because everyone's talking on Twitter. Are we keeping six wide receivers? Are we keeping seven? If we keep six, I promise you, Ron is not keeping three wide receivers that play the exact same way with AGG, Cam Sims, and Calvin Mm -hmm. Harmon. Do you think this is the preseason where someone really needs to step up and say, hey, this is my spot. Sorry to the other two guys. And who do you think actually is the guy that steps up? From what I saw uh, the other night, it ain't going to be AGG and it ain't going to be Calvin Harmon. So that means DeAndre Carter, Dax Milne, uh, Steve Sims, you got an opportunity because people have been writing about you and how strong of a camp you're having. Those three guys are the guys that I'm looking forward to seeing because, um, you know, I, I mean, we even said something along the lines of like, what what happened to AGG? What what happened? to Where was that? Man, he, was sit, he was sitting Man. there. He, he was sitting there with Ryan Vermillion. And they were just patting him on the shoulder like, it's okay. I said, did his dog die or something? Why <laughs> he is got he lit out up. there? Yes. He got lit up. Bro, I, I'm looking. So I am definitely looking forward to um, seeing those three guys that I mentioned. Because DeAndre Carter, he has been uh, in the rumblings as well. Uh, you know, you got Isaiah right there. And I, I don't know about that one. And then you got Steven Montez's boy. Uh, Brown, who had a nice catch from a duck from Montez. So those guys, they <laughs> he's used to those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's only one catching that. <laughs> they were like, everybody was like, oh, they were like, remember, everybody was like, oh, wow, Montez. I said, shut up, y'all. Sit down, sit down. That, he, they played in college together. They should be complete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got that canvas. Right. I will say, Steven Sims had that one nice run. That run, it was like a mm-hmm. what, 20-something yarder. I said, look at Jason uh, or Taysom Hill going. I said he, they have him in that running back package, and that's something else to watch for. Like if Kyle Allen goes to the IR, he might. Like he's mm-hmm. still not good to go. 
Like they might keep Montez, uh, Montez, Montez on the, either practice squad or they're going to activate him, and we're going to go three uh, quarterbacks on game day. But <sighs> I'm with you, man. Agg, I I've been pushing for him for too long. I, I got hyped when we drafted him. I've been I've been praying for him every night. Yeah, God ain't hearing me because he looks terrible. <laughs> he he, looks he should have extra prayers though, because he went to Liberty, man. So you know, it just no, no. offense to Liberty, but you know, Falwell no, Junior kept the school open too long during COVID. <laughs> yeah. God said, "Bam." <laughs> but uh, he's looked oh. pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie, he's looked bad. And Kevin Harmon, he's looked better than I expected, but it's mm-hmm. still not on Silky Sims. Uh, old Cam Sims spot. I think after the season he had last year, and he showed me someone who's been watching him since he was in high school, and he, and he was hurt well before he was even at Alabama. I was like, all right, this is just a big physical guy. He's going to just high point balls all the time. Last year he had a lot of catches, and he actually could run after he caught the ball. I was like, okay, like against the Steelers, I think he had like fifty or sixty yak yards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy, like he's he's making the most of his opportunity. He's not just some camp hero. Like every single season, like he's actually showing us some stuff. So I feel good about it. Jesse, I know you're passionate about AGG not making the team as much as you are about uh, him and way. I agree. I don't, maybe he goes to the practice squad, but I don't see him being one of the six wide receivers. Maybe if we do keep seven, maybe, but I'm telling y'all, y'all need to start respecting Carter. And I think Corey can back me up on this. Yeah. They brought him in as a special team specialist in every single practice and every single thing I've seen him do. He's got speed. He's got flash. They use him in some run packages. But, man, I, I was like, Carter might make the team. It's so funny. People like, they're not going to just keep the guy on uh, the team just so he can run back kicks. Someone someone said on Twitter to me, any running back on our team can run back kicks. Please don't put Peyton Barber back there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ron Rivera, if you're watching this, please don't put Cam Barber. Right. Yard and a half per kick yeah. kickoff return. <laughs> he going to go backwards just so he can kneel in the end zone every kickoff. <laughs> going backwards is better oh, than going forward. Man. Man, I'm Levi. sorry, Jesse. I had to. <laughs> you threw shade on my boy, even though I'm kind of cutting him loose. Oh, how about this? Who makes the OL first, Keith Ishmael or David Sharp? I don't mm. Ooh. Maybe Keith keeps the uh, – because they have him more as a center. We got rid of Ross Piercebacher, what, a year ago? As soon as we got Keith Ishmael, and they feel like he could be a backup center. David Sharp, I don't see him staying, which is kind of crazy because we – what did we trade for him, like a, a sixth? Sixth or seventh something to the Raiders. To the yeah. Raiders? Yeah. We're like, who? Like, why? Yeah. And But I ain't going to question nothing. Ron's uh, proven enough for me. My guy, DNB Sports Zone. What's up, Natty? Natty. McLaurin. Nicole Dami, Curtis Humphreys, Cam Sims, Yonder Carter, Harmon's on the bubble. I like how you use the bubble like his name. Yeah. I agree, man. I I think Carter Humphreys has a little bit of kick turn, uh kick return, you know, in him, but not enough for me to be like, hey, he's our long-term guy. And every time I play Madden, I take Danny Johnson out. I don't want him returning no kicks for me in a video game or in real life. So I always take him out and put more wide receivers back there. So I'd put Carter back there in a heartbeat. But I've been saying this preseason is probably going to be one of the most popular ones in Washington because of Taylor Heineke. I saw more Taylor Heineke jerseys than I was expecting, both in Richmond and at FedEx Field on Friday, more than Fitzpatrick jerseys. I'm not going to lie. If I had to keep count, it definitely would have been in favor of Heineke. 
Do you really think that a lot of fans are going to show up to the Heineke show this preseason? You think he's going to make the most and show us that that Bucks Heineke? Or are we going to kind of just be like, yeah, he's he's quarterback too for sure. Fitzpatrick's the guy. I, you know, with so many legends that we've had here, like John Beck and Rex Grossman, um, that you know, that I, I think that they put Rick people, in the, Rex in the uh, Ring of Fame. Yeah, they're gonna put him Ring in. Oh, shout out, <laughs> hey, but but off topic. That Ring of Fame now looks. Looks, yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's gonna be the legend. I mean, the dude's got it. You, you've seen um, coming to America, right? Oh, when, yeah. when he said he's like, honey, he's got his own money. And when I say the boy's <laughs> got his own money, he's got his own money. The boy's got his own shirt. And when I say he's got his own shirt, he's got his own shirt, Josh. Like, of course they're going to, like, people are going to, this is going to be hype. Like, they, people are going to be like, and we're just going to sit here like, hey, okay, guys, yeah, we, like, he's playing against twos and threes. Well, that guy could make the team. He could be a starter for you. No, 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 guys, these are all twos and threes that he's playing against. Calm down. Calm down. It's okay. But Tom Brady, what he did to Tom. Exactly. Like, dude, I'm I like I, I liked it. I, I liked it, but there were no fans there. They didn't have their best linebacker. And they didn't have any tape on this guy. They, I mean, so of course they're going to get the advantage on him, right? Like, that, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm just like, and it sounds like I'm discrediting what he did. What he did was impeccable. It was great. But we got to be at the end of the day. We got to be like, huh, let's just sit back and, and like take it in for, for what it's worth. Because this was somebody else. On another team, we'd be like, "Ah, that guy ain't that good. He was just—he was just a flash in the pan." I'm not saying oh, he's Matt, a flash Matt in the pan. Flynn. Yeah, <laughs> the Heineken Hive. Yeah, it, Nicki yeah. Minaj screwed Ooh. over. Yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the real thing right here. The Heineken Hive is lit. Look at that mm-hmm. Heineken. <laughs> no, I love this game. I like, yeah. I pray he he does turn out to be like. What if he was like the quarterback of our future? And we had no idea. At 28, I hope he is, man. That's the only thing. Yeah. Like people, I think a lot of people don't I'm realize. I ain't doing nothing yet. Yeah, right. Like, I'm 30. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. Like, and people don't realize that. You know, if he if he was the starter, right? He by age, he would still be the oldest starting quarterback in the NFC East if everything stayed the same. So he he's older than Dak. He's older than uh old Danny Boy, and then um your boy Hurts. So I I mean. Still ain't getting young at the position, and that's what everybody's been talking about. But I mean, it is for me. Yeah, for me, it's regardless what you think of Taylor Heineke. I'm just excited to see what else is there because we got a little bit of a taste, and then we go the whole offseason, and we're like, all right, we got the draft, Mm -hmm. we got all these quarterbacks, you know, we got Fitzpatrick, but obviously he's not long term. Like he might play one, two years here. Who knows? I want to see what this what this kid has. You know, he was taking his SOLs, whatever he was doing. And we called him up at Starbucks. We said, Taylor, do you mind just, just come to FedEx Field? Play, we got a little game we need you to play in it. And, you know, we, you might take on one of the best of all time, you know, the Bucks. And I know he got a little bit of reps before that with Carolina mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he showed up, and he was fearless. He threw his whole body out there. And then he was training with Captain America this offseason. He showed up. They put him in that little chamber and he came out looking like cap, you know, I respect the kid. I respect what he's been doing. 
put in the work. I just want to see what else is there. I want to say, Taylor, show us exactly who you are. Because the mm-hmm. fans love you. Ron loves you. Everybody loves you. Like, I just want to see what he's got. So I'm excited to see it regardless. He's playing against twos, threes, the water boy, ball girl. It don't matter. I just want to see what Taylor Heineken can bring to the team. Chase Young loves him, so I endorse it too. If Chase endorsed anything, I'm getting behind my guy. Who, by the way, we ran into, I don't know where you were, but I was with Keith uh, Parker walking the uh, parking lot after the game. Chase is just like chilling with his family in the parking lot. I wanted to be like a fangirl in a One Direction concert and just run up to him and jump up in his arms. But I held back because he had the family with him. And I was like, but I'll just, I just shout out his name as he was getting in this big old Tahoe look like Secret Service. <laughs> but I was so tempted. I was like, man, I might hide this porta potty and just jump out and uh, try, to, <laughs> try to sneak in the car. But I didn't. I probably would have got arrested and kicked out of FedEx as a season ticket holder. That's probably found from fine. But outside of that, I want to look at this defense in the preseason. There's too many questions regarding the safeties. Who's going to come out rolling out first? Is it going to be Landon? Is it going to be Cam? Who's going to be our corners? Where is Jamin Davis going to be in the linebacker spot? What is your biggest question on defense that you want answered this preseason? See, and you know what? I, I think uh, ref the district, they kind of were in my head because my biggest concern is linebacker. And yeah. that's the position they gave me to break down at the end of the, for, uh, for the August 30th show that they had. I'm like, so linebacker, that, that is what uh, I want to see who are, who's going to be our uh, really nowadays we are deploying two linebackers for, for most of our packages. So who's going to be those top two guys. Uh, and then, what outside of maybe John Bostick, who I think John Bostick just going to make it just because um, he's got the years of experience. Uh, that yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, who's going to make it there. Cause you're going to have like three or four more guys that'll make it uh, outside. Of, I think your locks are going to be Cole, Jamin, uh, Bostick and, um, and Khalid Hudson. Hudson. But yeah. other than that, who who's going to make up the other one to two spots there. This guy, I mean, this dude is so disrespectful to um, John Bostic. Not to our like, elders. Yeah, he he needs to like. The he dude don't like Jonathan Allen. No, he, no, he likes Jonathan <laughs> Allen. I'm look, I, I would look. I, I was the guy that. Hey man, I like Jonathan Allen too. Remember, I was asking him to let me hold something. Like I, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I got bills. I'm like, I got bills to pay, man. He's about to ask you for a loan. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I need. Some, <laughs> hey, let me get some money from the first bank of John Allen, 93. Oh, 93 Street. So, uh, <laughs> but no, nah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing these linebackers in. Uh, what they what they entail and who's going to rise up every time it seems like we uh write off john bostic he comes up gets an interception thank you and you have to think like hudson he's only this is his second year cole holcomb this is what his third year mm-hmm. jamin davis he's that young end too that young buck like you said john bostic he's that vet like ron yeah. wants that ron wants these guys to learn off of a guy who's been in the league for a long time making some plays. I know Jesse don't, he can't stand Bostic. It seems like every fan hates John Bostic when he gets cooked by a tight end, but I think he's going to make the team. You know, we talk about Ryan, how much he loves Adam Humphreys because he's that vet and he has that connection with right. uh, Fitzpatrick. Everyone on Twitter hates Humphreys too, apparently. Oh no, he ain't a lock. I love how y'all say he a lock. He's a lot. I will sit here and say, I will, I will bet a, a jersey to everybody who watches this that if Adam Humphreys doesn't make the team, I'll, I'll send you a jersey. But clip, clip that, y'all. Clip that. Clip that. We got him. We got him here. Live, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to use that season, uh, season ticket holder discount to get y'all a jersey. <laughs> yeah. 15% off. So be gracious. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree, Jesse. Hump is a lot. 
Thank you. But I think John Bostic is going to sneak his way in. I think Everett would be the vet cut over John Bostic because they do want those the young bucks to learn over someone like that and just thrive in that linebacker spot and really take over. Corey, where are you going to be watching the game at Thursday? How hype are you to finally see us hit somebody that's not ourselves? I am going to be on YouTube streaming it live. Um, I, I will be uh, giving instant breakdown of what's going on while I watch it. Of course, okay. you, know, you can't show the game. So I'll have the scoreboard, the ticker, the stats. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, have a good old time. Stop by, say what's up. You don't got to stay the whole town. Just come on by. It's like an open house every Mostly every Sunday during the um, regular season, I'll be on uh, sitting in my uh, man cave or my house cave, whatever you want to call it, and just uh, calling the old touchdowns. Yeah, uh, no, I don't. No, no. Look, <laughs> he's don't, at FedEx. He's in the suites. That's why I got the background. Look, look, see, stop that, stop that. <laughs> hey, y'all, 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 holler at me, Jason. Yo, Jason, call me uh, so we can get me set up right there um, in the over there with Julian. In that's why um, we couldn't D-Hall. record Friday. They said Corey's coming. He bought out the whole thing. Y'all got to go sit down at the bottom. <laughs> See, all this lies. Take off that cap. Take that cap off. Take your, take your uh, keyboard off of cap lock, Josh. <laughs> no, but I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably be uh, breaking into my mom's direct TV login to watch NFL Network because uh, Hulu don't have it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm definitely going to stop by the YouTube channel. But other than that, yeah. tell everyone where they can listen to your podcast, follow you on all social media because fan base loves you. I love you. Hey, I appreciate it. Like, I, I, and I was blown away when I said I, I didn't know, like, all these people knew who I was, but okay. Um, uh, on the Warpath is where I do YouTube. Uh, sometimes I will, uh, get the, some interviews from folks. I, I'll put them on, um, on the Warpath um, podcast. So you can get that wherever you find your podcast at. And, uh, you can find me on social media, Instagram, uh, and Twitter at Sanchez405. And uh, just come on by. I usually follow anybody back. And uh, you will get, I'm just going to tell people this because they get scared every time they get it. You will get an automatic message from me just saying, thanks for subscribing and, um, and, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Even if I know who you are, I can't control that. We can blame uh, Manny for that because Manny turned me on to that system. So, uh, but yeah. We can I blame jo- Corey's tech guy. Course, that guy. What? Hey, I, I said I'm on the warpath. Not let's talk Washington. Where's Steve? We need him. So no, shout out. I'm gonna have him on soon because he's got let's talk Washington coming back up. And y'all need to know yeah. he's one of the OGs. I'm excited to get Steve. Yes, back on. indeed. But I'm looking forward to. It. I'm definitely gonna stop by and check out the show. Uh, yeah, man. But guys, I got Brian coming back Friday. We're gonna talk about the game. What stood out to us for the uh, first preseason game? Go in depth. We got a special guest. The week after that, looking forward to it. Don't want to spoil anything. Might tell you on Friday if y'all tune in on Friday. But, guys, it is finally time for some football. Head over to Bet Online and get those odds in before the game kicks off for Washington, New England. I don't know what the spread is, but whatever it is, bet Washington because our depth is going to just rip New England apart, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. But, Corey, appreciate you coming on. And guys, appreciate I'll, you, brother. Yep, I'm going to put this on the podcast and YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe to all the channels. We're all out here Washington community just making content and enjoying the season. Corey, I will see you in FedEx, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.